Folks, there's no way to sugarcoat this. This stings. Marcel Reed has flipped to Texas A&M. You are locked on Ole Miss. Your daily podcast on the Ole Miss Rebels. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, welcome to the Locked On Ole Miss Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Willis. Thank you very much for tuning in for this somewhat dire um, persuasion, however you want to put it, occasion in there. Marcel Reed has flipped to Texas A&M, one of the centerpieces, one of the tent poles of this Ole Miss class. Long committed to Ole Miss has flipped to Texas A&M. Now, we will discuss why this has happened. We will discuss possible situations that started this to happen. So we'll get into that in just a second. But right now, I do want to say thank you for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell for notifications, and participate in the conversation by commenting down below and upvoting the video itself. Anyway, Marcel Reed has flipped to Texas A&M. And everything was fine with Marcel Reed after the Ole Miss-Alabama game. I believe Marcel Reed came down, watched the game with his family. Everything was good. Then all of this stuff happened before Arkansas and before Mississippi State. And that two-week period that was just out of control happened. I think this opened up the door for another suitor to get in. And not just any suitor, a suitor with the kind of financial backing like Texas A&M that could pose a real threat. I told people several weeks ago that whenever A&M was going, I expected Marcel Reed to stay. But in situations like this, like 87% of the time, 85% of the time, everything goes as chalk, but 15% of the time it went the other way. This one went the other way, and I think the Auburn situation played a role in this and allowed the door to be kicked open for an NIL giant to stick their foot in that was trying to make a splash on the recruiting trail that might have had an axe to grind with Lane Kiffin. And because of that, he was able to sneak in, get Marcel Reed. He's going down to Texas A&M. They obviously hit a home run with the in-home visit. They obviously um, did a uh, super official visit with him, which which is expected. And they kind of went quiet for the last couple of weeks with Ole Miss sources. I know for a fact, like, um, the family was in my spaces that I had over the course of the football season until after the Alabama game. And then they kind of went quiet and you didn't hear from them. They were doing something else. And again, when it comes to a player that doesn't go to Ole Miss, like Marcel Reed, and anybody that claims that Marcel Reed would not help Ole Miss or they try to downplay it in any way, they are lying to you. This one stings. There's no getting around it. This one stings. But this doesn't take the class to a bad class. This wasn't a make or break signing. This takes this class from a special class to a great class or a good class. You still have Sunterine Perkins. You still have Aiden Williams. Several players that are going to be linchpin recruits for Ole Miss. And we're going to talk about this class in the second segment a little bit. But right now, 
Marcel Reed going away. What does Ole Miss do at the quarterback position? Because Kincaid Dent did go through senior day. I think Kincaid Dent has a year of eligibility left because of the COVID year to where he could come back. Now, do you try to talk him into coming back because, you know, you're down scholarship quarterbacks at this point? Now, you have a former Gatorade National Player of the Year as the starting quarterback, but you do need some depth. Or do you hit the transfer portal to try and find a, essentially a body to fill in in case it is, he is needed? Uh, that I'm not sure about. Do you go after potentially the Tulsa quarterback that's going into the portal to cut because he has experience in the operation of this offense? All of this is very interesting stuff. I'm telling you, this Marcel Road thing is not good. It is not good at all. I hate that this is going down for Ole Miss fans. Honestly, I hate this going down for Marcel Reed. I think um, he did have a chance to do something very special in Oxford and A&M. You know, I, honestly, at A&M, I just don't care what he does. Um, but we'll see exactly how this goes for them and that family, but specifically where Ole Miss is going to take the quarterback position. Do you throw a bag of NIL money at Luke Altmyer? to try and get him to stay one more year. Do you got do you take a Kincaid Dent and throw a little bit of money to him to get him to play another year so that quarterback room kind of fills up a little bit. The fact that I'm not saying any there's any ill intent going on, but the fact that this is happening 2 days before early signing day that kind of irks me a little bit. That, that kind of irks me a little bit. But we live in the age where college football players are mercenaries. Coaches are mercenaries. And you have to actually go in to protect the school, the sport. Those have to be very intentional protections. Because if you go all in on the player, it's just a mercenary deal. And all of a sudden, like, bowl games don't matter. If you go into coaches, it's okay that they leave and they don't coach the bowl game. That's the reason it's okay for players to opt out because coaches opt out so much. So there is a need to protect the school when it comes to college football players and coaches. And leaving two days before signing day, doesn't necessarily protect the school. You're going to irk people because the school is going to be harmed in that situation. So we'll see what Ole Miss does. It's going to be what it is, honestly. But Marcel Reed going to Texas A&M, I was probably, okay, good for the kid. Sucks for Ole Miss, hurts their class. It takes them from a special class to a very good, great class, that level. But, man, they were right there. Right there. And this decision really hurts Ole Miss moving forward. I mean, it is what it is. And if anybody tells you otherwise, they're lying to you, period. Anyway, today's show is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you can have the access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for, for free. So create a profile at LinkedIn and then add your purple hashtag hiring frame and your job to your LinkedIn profile 
to spread the word that you are, in fact, hiring. It's got simple tools like screening questions to make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and appearance experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen today. For your second listen today, check out Locked On Sports today. From games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. All right, with this decision, I think it's important that we talk about it and we discuss the gravity of it, but it doesn't overshadow the other kids that are coming. The Aiden Williams, the Jamarius Brown, the Sunterine Perkins, three really good Mississippi-Alabama-level players, and two of them Under Armour All-American-level players that might get overshadowed a little bit on their signing day. Because what has happened is not that a make-or-break recruit happened for a single class where your class is either good or bad and is all on this recruit. No, this was a special class that got bumped down to a very good to a slash good class. That That is the level of this team because what you have it had was 10 four-star players. Now Ole Miss has eight at the moment. Eight still is a good year traditionally for Ole Miss recruiting. And when you take into account it has 12 recruits in that class, it's even more impressive. So Xavion Miller also decommitted from Ole Miss. That's the other four-star that has gone off. So the last two days, there have been some decommitted. So that's the reason I said when people are recruiting your players up to signing day, I told you this for two or three weeks, you want that to happen. That's a sign that multiple people have the evaluations that you have about that player. But the problem with Hail Marys is sometimes they're connecting. Now, I'm not overly concerned about his Avion Miller because exactly where Juco football falls in the scheme of thing of recruiting now. You're, you're basically, you know, do you take the transfer portal or do you go all the way down to Juco recruiting? And, and I, that makes me sad for Juco kids because Ole Miss State and Southern used to kind of make their living off of the Mississippi Juco system. But now they don't really have to do that because the transfer portal has become such a weapon in recruiting. So we'll see what happens. Asavian Miller, I mean, that's going to be fine. Ole Miss has two freshman tackles. It was not a position of need. That is the one where if you want to say, okay, you know, that's fine. We'll go and replace you. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're not somebody that can't be replaced. I think that's the direction you go with that but you can't really play that card with Marcel Reed. Marcel Reed was the tent pole, was the linchpin of this class, along with Aiden Williams, Sunterine Perkins, and Jamarius Brown. Now, you also have players like Neil Avery, a rush end out of Maryland. You also have players um, like Ahmad Brown, the defensive back, wide receiver out of Georgia. 
you have a diverse group of players, but the problem is you don't have that signal caller. So this is going to be a good to very good class. Um, whenever we live stream on it Wednesday, we will talk all about that. But the important thing is now the 2024 class and Walker White. Lane Kiffin is not done very well at recruiting high school quarterbacks. Luke Altmeyer was his high school quarterback that he got um, a couple of years ago. It, unfortunately, it did not work out. He got beat out by a transfer guy. Jackson Dart has the job. Now Luke Altmeyer is out shopping. He had a visit to Illinois um, this past weekend. So we need a quarterback. How do we get a quarterback? We go into the transfer portal and try and find a body. Because you're looking for somebody to hold a clipboard, essentially, right now. And in case of an emergency, quarterback. Or do you go out and find a quarterback in the late signing day? Because I don't know if you want to waste it on a true freshman unless somebody is just available and knocks your socks off. I'm not 100% sure, but that's the weakness of this class. Otherwise, high school-wise, they did a fantastic job, even down to Scholar Matt. He's built pretty well for the box safety position. Um, is going to put on a little bit of weight, and you'll see exactly what can happen on the outside. But this is a special class that has dropped down just to good to very good. And it's, it's a letdown. It's kind of like having one loss going into Alabama and losing three of four or something like that. Our, yeah, our last three games, something like that. And it's a letdown on signing day, two days before signing day. Now, is it end-all, be-all? No, it doesn't matter. There's For some weird reason, there was Mississippi State people all in my timeline um, about this. And the reality of the situation is Ole Miss still has a better pl- class with less players. So, Simmer down, State. I know you want to start the Egg Bowl thing back up, and you're trying to crank that back up as fast as you can, but you're not quite there yet. It, it's okay. So, understand what is coming for Ole Miss, and we are going to discuss in the third segment of this show, what now in the transfer portal? Because the calculus has changed a bit. And we will see exactly what happens. I mean, you are one rolled ankle away from being in serious trouble in 2023. Should be very interesting to see. I mean, this is a signing day eve thing, and we still have tomorrow to get through. Um, But we'll see exactly what this class goes. And I will tell you exactly what my plans are. We're still waiting to hear from the Under Armour All-American game about me going and getting interviews and covering Sunterine Perkins and Aiden Williams at the practices in Orlando. But we'll see exactly how that goes as well. But we're going to talk about what now will Ole Miss do in the portal whenever we get right back after this message from the NHTSA. Did you know that driving high is considered driving under the influence. That's right. Driving under the influence of marijuana is against the law in every state, even in states where marijuana is legal. That means driving high could get you a DUI. And that means, and if you think law enforcement officers can't tell when you're driving high, you're wrong. Your friends can tell. Your coworkers can tell. Your parents can tell. Heck, everybody can tell. 
So what makes you think that law enforcement officers don't know when you're driving high? Driving under the influence of marijuana can slow your response time and change how you perceive time and speed. So even if you think you're fine to drive when you're high, you're not. Because the bottom line is, if you feel different, you drive different. And driving high is driving under the influence. So remember, drive high, get a DUI. Paid for by the NHTSA. All right, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. So do us a favor, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell for notifications, and of course, participate in the conversation by commenting down below or upvoting the video itself. So where does Ole Miss go from here? We had a situation where everything was rolling nice and smooth along. We were going, beginning to think we were not going to have much drama at all on signing day. And we probably still won't because this decision has been made two days ahead of time. So where does Ole Miss go from here? Does Ole Miss go and look for a quarterback in the transfer portal? And do quarterbacks know that Ole Miss is potentially an option and can go grab that because, you know, you see Power 5 NIL money because that's what it'll take to get somebody out of the portal. So do you go find a grad transfer? Do you find somebody like that to make your ship run a little bit better? Now in the backfield, you have Kedrick Riscano, great player. Quinshawn Judkins, going to potentially break the SEC freshman record this year. You have a powerful, powerful run game. You're going to have a great O-line, at least run blocking. And in pass blocking, I think you're going to see a marked improvement of them. Outside receivers, Ole Miss needs to find them in the transfer portal. I told you, look for Trey Harris. Look at um, Chris Marshall. Look at, um, I think, Josh Cobbs. Those are three targets that Ole Miss may hit in the transfer portal. Tight end-wise, Triore from Arizona, um, Arkansas State. I think he might go in and could be a player in the transfer portal. Defensively, you'll see them getting bigger at certain positions, specifically on the edge of the line of scrimmage. So the box safeties, I expect them to get a little bigger. I expect the defensive line to get a little bit bigger. They're going to help try and solve those physics problems. That is where I think they're going to go in the transfer portal. Now, the question is, what does Lane Kiffin want to do about quarterback? That has become the question that everybody is going to want to know from now until January 18th or February 2nd. What does Lane Kiffin want to do in the transfer portal? How can he handle this quarterback situation? Who is going to come to Ole Miss and carry a clipboard? Because that, that's what it is. Jackson Dart's still the dude. He's earned the job. There's no competition that's going to happen. What you're trying to find is that person that, in case of emergency quarterback, do you go get Kincaid Denton, see if he wants to take that extra year, and just go full court press at Walker White and realize that you need to commit him and you need to lock that down and you can't have another situation like the Auburn one in November. You can't go through that again. There's consequences for that. And I think this is a consequence of that. It's not just NIL money. Something had to open the door to get the visit to start with. 
to let the recruiting, let that team come in. Because I, I know for a fact, going into the Alabama game, that stuff was locked down. No chance. But it still happened. It still happened. And once an NIL heavy hitter gets his foot in the door, all of a sudden you have a real fight in your hand. Because like I told you before, when Texas A&M wants to outbid you and wants to outbid Ole Miss, they can do that. You can't compete with that. If they genuinely want somebody and are willing to throw out an insane bag, they can do that. So the best defense about that is if you take Tim Thomas on our basketball coverage, don't let them get the ball. Deny them. That is how you beat them. Because if they get it, all of a sudden their skill and all of their advantages come into play. But if you can deny and deny, you might have decent success against them. So lockdown Walker White, I think next year, class of 2024, Ole Miss needs to sign two quarterbacks. You go get a rental quarterback for 2023 in the portal and you end up with two quarterbacks in 2024. I mean, you need that for that room. That, that's the way that is set up. It was Marcel Reed for months at Ole Miss, and then two days before early signing day, it wasn't. And like I said, anybody that tells you this isn't a big loss, they're lying to you, or they're lying to themselves. It is what it is. Anyway, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen today. For your second listen today, Check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. It's Locked On Sports today. It's available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. Anyway, I want to say thank you to everybody. Had to come in and re-record this at nighttime um, to get this in. So sorry it's a little bit shorter than normal. But I did want to get you guys something and update it with the Marcel Reed news because that that kind of is a big story. Anyway, thank you very much for tuning in. Tomorrow, signing day, we got our live streams. We've got a whole bunch of stuff that we're going to do. Tune in for that. But we'll see you then.